Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scanline Tabletop in our Embers of War campaign powered by the Tenra Boncho Zero system. I am the game manager, Kyrie. You can find me on co-host at Kyrie Page, where you'll actually find clips from the podcast that I edit, including this one, in which I'll post things like clips and outtakes. Um, and introducing themselves in alphabetical order by their first name are players. Yes. I'm Jennifer Uncle, and I play the role of Rising Phoenix. I'm June Baker, and I play the Wandering Reigns. I'm Six Detmar, I play Nadeshko Tendo. And here we are. Um, so, little, little light, little bit of housekeeping. Um, I need to let y'all take some time to have the characters reflect and do a little bit of leveling and changing in the zero act phase or not the zero act the no self phase or a not mod phase um to briefly recap uh the gang has uh was in shinobu's lighthouse they were shown the true form of of formless passage for a brief moment and it was quite overwhelming and uh, shinobu has decided to cooperate with the group to have a conversation with Shoji Tadakichi about the expansion of the rail line into Amagawa. But it is the night immediately after uh, seeing the glimmer of Formless Passage. And whoever would like to go first can go first. Um, are we doing the Kiai roll, uh, including like, like at, the, at the start of this? Yeah. To give you like to give you a little bit more ki to work with, it's not the end of the arc yet. Obviously, just um, trying to give you a little bit more ki to work with. I mean, I could go ahead and do that. Okay, go ahead. Um, and it's just with any of our skills, right? You're gonna roll empathy, and the skill is going to be your highest fate. So if your highest fate is like a four, uh, oh, you'll I roll. See. Yeah, you'll roll like however many empathy dice you have with the skill of four, or whatever your highest fate is. Well, that's two successes. So you get two more key eye to play with. Um, uh, and I can spend eye key to do that roll multiple times, right? Correct. Um, I need a. I think I need some ki here. Um, I, think, I think you can just straight convert ike to ki though. I think you. Yeah, go ahead. You get. Um, you can do that during like regular gameplay, but to like you get more if you do a fate roll by spending an ike to do a like to do a fate roll. Like you have that opportunity to get more ki to work with. I see. Okay. Okay. Um. I'm going to spend, so if I do 
if I spend 10 uh, ki, wait. Oh, no, never mind. I I see what I'm, I have my character sheet set up a little weird. Uh, If I spend 10 IK, I can roll that 10 times, right? Correct. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do that. Um, so a quick, quick trick that I noticed in roll twenty is mm-hmm. just multiply the your empathy score by that much. Yeah, by ten. Yeah, you got it. Uh, is that? Wow. That's normal. Okay. <laughs> I've been I <laughs> sidebar. I've been playing this game on the side with some friends, and I've gotten a little more comfortable with the system. And that is not an uncommon role. I think this part of the system seems clumsy. <laughs> it's yeah. a little clumsy. <laughs> I mean, no wonder this yeah. game takes six hours to play in real life. People just <laughs> <laughs> rolling again and again and again. Yeah. Uh, for the listener. Uh, June just rolled a 50 d6. <laughs> but I got 30 successes, so... Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. So, let's see. Um, Total of 32... I am starting with zero, because I had spent all of them at the last time. Um, mm-hmm. um, and I was hoping... So I guess my uh, my idea of going into this was that we would have more like scenes and conversations uh to kind of like draw what these fate changes are going to be. Sure, and uh, we could do that. Because I was going to um sublimate the uh the misfortune, the feeling of feeling the void left by my mother. Mm-hmm. Um not because it's not important to me anymore, but because I think that Rain is going is looking at her mother in a different light now, and um, is more interested in um, like fulfilling the like the destiny, pluck the petals, than uh, feeling uh, like feeling down by, about like how her mother was uh, killed. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that she's gaining a little resolve. Yeah. So, do you have an idea of who you'd have this conversation with? Um, definitely. Well, my thought was Shinobu, because she was the one who actually knew my mother. Mm-hmm. Um. So maybe a conversation we had before. I forget, is she's on the train with us? Is that the idea? Um, so you're not on the train yet. You have to make it to, um, to where the train station is, which is the midpoint. Yes. Um, but she is effectively with you. Um, so you can have this conversation, you know, before you leave for the evening, that sort of thing. Like, where you want this conversation to be, but you're, y'all are still in Amagawa. Okay. For now. Yeah. Um. I probably uh, shouldn't have gone first if I like am going to be drawing out this uh, a little bit more. But how about we? Um, are there any other changes you want to make? And we put a pin in that. I'm not sure whether I want. So I have a, a fate emotion inadequate, and I want to do something with this. I don't know whether I should uh, deepen it because she feels even more useless, or lessen it because she managed to. Uh, getting con like she managed to get uh, a connection to Shinobu when no one else could. Mm-hmm. Um, because I I think that I I think I might deepen it because she uh that the conversation with uh that conversation last time where she was told that she just had nothing of worth for the for the group really shook her. Yeah. I forgot how much uh, do I need to deepen. Um, you don't need anything to like increase the level of a fate. You just have to make sure that it doesn't like the fate cost does not exceed your current karma count. Okay. Um. So if I raise that, that's there. Oh. Um. Where is karma? Karma. 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 Chameleon. 
I uh, where's that's my... fair. That's a fair response. To <laughs> Sorry, that, no, that I'm joke. just like still looking on my sheet for where karma is counted. I see like a section for it. Um, karma is at the very bottom, for me at least, right right before notes. Um, but there are a bunch of sections along the way where you are, you know, doing things that cost karma. But at the very bottom, there's the section that's called archetypes. And at the bottom of that, it says total karma cost. Okay. Um, oh, I see. And I would need to spend uh, a number of ki like, uh, to get to the level of karma that this, uh, this fate take like for the fate cost, right? Let mm-hmm. me let me show you what mine looks like. Maybe this will be helpful, or you yeah, know, I'm looking. Maybe at, I'll be I, I told that now. this is bad. But. I I was I'm going from seventy to ninety if I bump up the emotion inadequate, uh, and I have seventy five karma. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So you can spend karma to uh, increase skill, like to like permanently increase your skills mm-hmm. stuff. So. I, I, my rule is that as long as it, like, you do the math, like, now, if it makes it to, like, the same or lesser, mm-hmm. you're fine. Um, yeah, then I actually, I know what skill I'm going to increase, because I, I mean, I have a Master Swordswoman here, might as well learn how to use melee weapons better. Uh, and I, I think from three I to think four. I know hmm? <laughs> and I think I know how like how this converse like a conversation could take place yeah and a move and, from three to yeah. four costs how much um is that again it mm-hmm. costs nothing to increase but oh, it skills has... oh skills um three to four that is <laughs> Uh, once you find this, please tell me where in the book this is. Ten. Uh, or um, three to four is twenty, actually. Okay. That what, what page is that? Uh, 74 has a little uh, comic that shows, like, at the bottom, like, how much it costs. Okay. I'm spending that. I see. And that does no, give me uh, high enough for the fate, uh, for my increased fate cost. Sounds good. Mm. And what? Uh, and sublimating fates that mm-hmm. reduces. Uh, that reduces karma. your karma cost. Yep, that reduces like your total karma. Hmm. I mean, I do want to do that for the misfortune. So I, I'm just, I guess, I'm just going to delete it. Uh, what rank was it? It's three. Three. So yeah, you will sublimate. That's ten. Ten. Because I've sublimated two threes and I've got uh, twenty. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just right now looking at my sheet to see where I can put that in. I, I made a no- like in the side game I put it in the notes section of and made like a notes of sublimated fates. Hmm. Just to keep track. Yeah, same. I'm gonna try something. What are you gonna try? There we go. I put it in um archetypes, like the where you get the karma count for like all the archetypes we took. I have Kiai mm-hmm. and Sublimated Fates in there. The Kiai is adding and the Sublimated Fates are subtracting. Yeah. Right. So is that about the effects of... Is that about what you wanted to do with Rain? Um, I do... Since I still have more Kiai, uh, I should increase some... Inform- like some uh, another skill here. Um... I need, I think I want her to be a little more willful. Okay. So spending, I think it's five to go from one to two. Correct. Um, 
and I think that's it. Okay, and we'll have a scene in a little bit about um how this like takes shape. Mm-hmm. But uh, six, it sounds like you have an idea of what changes your character, what you want to do with Nadeshko. I'm kind of torn, honestly. I think um there is a bit which is what Nadeshko wants. Um, she also goes to Shinobu for to to for sword training for melee weapons, and Shinobu says no. Mm-hmm. Um, this is partially because I'd be raising it from a four to a five, which is a pretty big thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is like there has to be like this is. Oh, you trained with Shinobu for like months, mm-hmm. and like, I think this is something that like. Nadeshko is is going for and I think Nadeshko part of uh Nadeshko's takeaway from seeing a pedal that's real fucked up is like okay magic artifacts are not going to save us if we want to be able to make changes we need to have the strength to do it ourselves and so she's sort of pursuing strength that way and I think she's doing a lot of sword practice on her own but she's already at a 4 that's not going to change anything right mm-hmm um i think instead what she ends up like i have to roll for ki and stuff i haven't done that um what's the roll exactly you said it is your empathy plus uh your highest fate if is the skill number so okay. like i said if it's four it'll be your empathy dice and you multiply it by the number of IQ you want to spend um Okay, I'll spend five IK, so that's fine. Let me just Rolling twenty successes. Deep. Not bad. Twenty successes. <laughs> yep. Okay. Give myself another twenty ki here. Um So first of all, I think she has had a bit of a revelation from like her her work skill her work skills keep needing to diversify right she used to just mm-hmm. be able to stab people and that was good enough and that required more than just knife skill but it didn't require that much um but for five ki I hear she's going to pick up forgery ooh um because i mean she needed to use a piece of paper to get close to zudo right and that was mm-hmm. not a piece of paper she made but it did like huh pieces of paper huh <laughs> what a concept (laughs) what a concept um so i think there's that and i think it's possible that the other 15 points she's just gonna hoard for the moment okay that is perfectly acceptable um i will also note however i mean i guess it's not until it gets spent that it gets added to my total correct and i'm counting it as like at the end of an arc unspent ki converts right but um she has enough ki banked that if she were to spend it all she would go asura right now she would hit 110 um which i want to note because i think thematically and mentally she is getting close to that possibility i don't not saying that's going to happen but like mentally she is at a she is at a pretty she has a lot of contradictory thoughts in her contradictory thoughts in her head right now and is is a bit mm-hmm. of a mess yeah, you have a lot of attachments, and it is showing. And a lot of, like, I'm going to kick uh, her Feel More Intensely fate up to three from two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sublimating any fates right now, because I think, like, Secret Kagutsu hasn't come up, but it's still, like, it's still a thing that's in the in the wind and could easily become an active problem. It's just under the current company, it's not. And I think... Nadeshko is just like before she's been kind of keeping tabs on everyone in sort of a professional context, right? Mm-hmm. But it had ha- I think it has taken a little bit more of a personal bent recently where I think between uh, the like the scene with Formless Passage and her conversation with Benesia, her own pedal. Um, mm-hmm. 
she is just sort of feeling like things she was counting on as support like one of the few things she counted on for for mental and emotional support was this sword and she doesn't really trust it as much anymore and she is starting to another thing she's noticed is as she has made the effort to feel more intensely she is you know having her own emotional reactions and it is causing the ones she gets from Venetia to feel wrong right Mm -hmm. she's like oh now that i'm having my own emotional reaction to things i notice that this feels artificial it feels intrusive and so she's just becoming more a little more paranoid frankly um she is aware of like support being taken away from her or support that she didn't she thought she had that she did not and uh yeah she's just she's just she's doing bad uh, maybe i want some scenes or something but i think like yeah. move wise that's all that's happening okay all right jennifer um hmm i think it might be time to supplement the um fighting taboo okay so how does this like what what does that look like for Rising Phoenix? <laughs> Nadeshka pops up and goes, I see! You deny your sword its purpose! <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy all the kidding. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a good Metal Gear Solid. Oof. Let's see. Remember, you can also rewrite it if... Uh, you're interested but what what does this look like for you what is what's going through phoenix's head i think phoenix is realizing that uh while the actions she took in the past were terrible and led to tragedy the fact that she's using her enormous strength right now for a good cause shows that fighting can be good as long as you're fighting for the right things my violence is righteous violence. <laughs> Great, we've made a paladin. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> this is good. I'm just... There's a character I have planned for this session that you're... We'll, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> so, you're supplementing that. How, how intense was it? Um, it was a three. Okay, so you're going to wipe out uh, 10 karma. Okay. Let's see, where's my karma? Oh, 65 down there. Okay. Oh, that's karma cost. Yeah, it's like however um, however much karma you have now, you just subtract 10. Okay. Okay. Like, I think I have a idea of how to do this then. Oh, um, I just thought of something. Sure. Um, can you remind me, what are we representing with fates? Is it just things that are on our character's mind, what we care about? That's that's correct, right? Correct. Yeah. It is what what grounds them, what attaches them to the to the to the world. It's also you can look at it as character motivation. Like if you're ever also, wondering Go ahead. But also there's a degree of like character like like threads right like sometimes it is not something that you that your character is thinking about but that you as the creator are like this is a theme that is going to come up much. Mm. i'm just mm -hmm. wondering because i have an idea of something like a goal that i want mm -hmm. to represent but i'm not sure if um it's uh goal is a fate like oh you know you're right um also jen you're spending 17 ike yes okay so you need to multiply 17 by 7. Oh, okay. That's a, like... I mean, you're multiplying by 6 now, since you already rolled 17 die. Uh... Oh, that might be too much. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. You... Uh, you can have some leftover for later. Yeah, yeah. using ki is like, you know, your, your kind of thing that allows you narrative agency. Also, okay, 17 do... times 6 is 102. But also, there's no way she has a stat Please. that is... Oh, her stat is 6, and she's spending 17 IQ. I see. 
I'm I, thought do... it was, I thought it was the other way around. I was like, there's no way she has a 17 in body. <laughs> no. It's empathy. Right. Okay. Right. I'll just do 7 Ike. So that's 49 D D6. Um... Correct. So I'd put in 32 instead? Yeah, okay. 32 D6 for the rest of the what you haven't rolled yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have so tw- 29 Ki to spend. Okay. Anyway, um, so for the one that I, the goal that I was thinking of, um, mm-hmm. uh, I, one thing, like something she cares about figuring out now is how to purify a petal or like, like she doesn't know how to, like Rain doesn't know how to, um, either destroy one or render one inert or like, like figure out or like in the case of like um formless passage uh i guess remove like how to how to break how to break that like curse yes okay yeah so it's like it would be written as goal colon uh purify the purify a petal yeah or or you can even be more specific and be like how to purify formless passage okay that's more specific i like that so it's been a while since I messed with Ki. That that goes into my stats, right? You can spend Ki to raise your stats. Okay. Twenty nine stat points. Okay. Well, I mean, it costs ten to raise like a stat, and then like a certain amount to raise like a skill. The skills are like first aid, notice, marksman, that sort of thing. Okay. So do you want to raise a skill or do you want to raise a stat? Um. I was thinking about raising my movement. Okay, so that will be five ki. Okay. To go from two to uh, one to two. So it'd be fifteen to raise it to three. Yes, I believe so. Okay. That's fourteen ki left. Yep. Yeah, it was fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Okay, anything else I need to do? If there's any, if there's nothing else you want to do, you're good. Okay. All right. So let's let's play out the idea for June scene. It's the next morning in Amagawa. Mm-hmm. And you know, you and the party have decided like, okay, we're going to we're escorting Shinobu to the like you're going to be escorting Shinobu as you know it's not as simple when it's like when it's just the three of you it's very easy to like oh we're just gonna go somewhere this is the leader of amagawa she may have some things to arrange before she leaves um but you so you approach uh shinobu i imagine like yeah i believe how how do you how do you broach this subject? Um, as awkwardly as possible. I <laughs> I think that one morning Shinobu leaves her lighthouse and finds Rain there with two practice swords kind of like uh, waiting for her. Like, probably falling asleep. She, um, like you've uh, fallen asleep next to her garden. Right? Yeah. She opens the door, big yawn, scratches her head, and then looks down. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. Takes one of the swords, pokes you. Uh, oh! Uh, Lady Shinobu, I, I was going to ask you, could you train me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Sure. Okay. All right. First off, good morning. That's what most people say in the morning. Oh, uh, good morning. I didn't realize that I had fallen asleep. <sighs> she, um, she, <laughs> thank you. Uh, she, uh, decides, like, I have, all right, I have some time. All right, first off, she takes the other sword in your hand. 
points to uh, up here on the beach. Mm-hmm. Ten laps. Start there. Uh, oh, okay. And I think she kind of like starts at a jog and then uh, excited for getting to practice uh, with uh, Shinobu. I think she pushes herself a little harder to run faster than she probably should just for, for training laps and might tire herself out by the time she gets back around. As you, like, huff and puff, she goes, Okay, great. 25 more. Uh, and kind of staggers back. Yes, ma'am. She jogs alongside you, though. And here's the thing that you notice about um, the Lady Shinobu. Like, she is an older woman, mm-hmm. right? But that has not stopped her, like at all mm-hmm. like she easily like she uh gets like ahead of you like quite a bit and then by the time like you <laughs> i imagine rain just falls face fa- face first on the beach right mm-hmm. and uh shinobu has just been waiting for you you know just kind of like bouncing the sword on her shoulder <sighs> and um, am i am i ready it's a start she stabs this sword into the sand and then she draws the other like bamboo like sword right mm-hmm. yeah rain is going to stack her to her feet and uh try to like grasp the the practice sword and probably lean on it a little before she's able to fully stand up and draw it mm-hmm. out of the sand Attack me. She narrows her eyes. And she holds a fighting stance that is clearly decades of practice. Okay. Uh, Rain just kind of looks around at where she can attack from. And just... Mm? Do a do a melee weapons roll for me. Uh, probably with my previous stat, right? Uh, I'm gonna say body body melee weapons. Okay, but uh, with three instead of four. Um, what do you mean three instead of four? Uh, because your... I, I raised my melee weapons. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. As part of this I'm training. Gonna... Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, roll for yeah. Use three. Yeah, no, that's good. It's I like it. Two successes. You are. Like, Shinobu is blocking every one of your strikes, right? Mm-hmm. As she keeps basically saying to you, attack harder. Your enemy isn't going to relent. Neither should you. Roll again. This time with before. Still two successes. Okay. What's different about this swing? Mm. I think that... I think that this is... Her realizing... One, she's not going to be able to... uh, She's not going to be able to break Shinobu's guard... Mm-hmm. Um. So, but she's not giving up. She's taking this time to study her each swing that she's making, and this time try to refine each one to like get her grip in the right place, to get her body in the right place each time, and strike like with maybe a little more confidence. Yeah, like maybe mirroring what Shinobu is. Like holding, basically. Mm-hmm. And just like this little smile, like crawls on to uh, Shinobu's face, and then she sees. She goes, "Sorry, there's an opening." Swinging around, just knocks the blade out of your hand as it um 
like gets into the sand uh, behind you, and the uh, bamboo blade is at your neck. <sighs> I guess you got me. <laughs> I have a little bit more experience, but you have a good heart. Pats you on the shoulder. Uh, if you didn't mind, besides just practice, was hoping we could chat before we leave. We'll have time to chat, but sure. What's on your mind? She's like... Uh, she, you walk back into, like, you know, where there's not sand, like, you know, you, like, I assume, like, you take the sand out, sand out of your shoe or whatever. Yeah, just kind of, uh, loosening bits of clothing here and there and some sand falls out each time. Yeah. Shinobu starts to tend her garden, and, but she's listening. Um. I never told you how my mother had died and I figured that you ought to know since you knew her the little like spade in her hand like she stops for a moment breathes in continues yeah it, it's how'd she die my uncle her brother he came to our uh, our home one day and struck her down and took the pedal that she was making at the time. And I haven't seen him since, but I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's been so long since that day. I don't really know how to feel about it. I, anger, sadness, but dulled over time. It's, uh, I don't really know who she was anymore. Looking at what she has made, she made that thing on your hip. On your hip. I don't know how to feel about that. Shinobu stops what she's doing, turns around, looks you in the eye. Well, Rain, what have you made of it? Hmm. Your mother's death. Well, I... I almost feel partially responsible. Uh, I I don't think she would have been crafting like she wouldn't have been making that sword if I actually brought her that Sentamani. For for several years, I had been finding little bits here and there. She would she would look very proud of me whenever I'd, I'd bring something back and show her, and eventually there was enough for her to say that she wanted to teach me how she made a sword and that must have drawn my uncle back and I felt since she, then she places a hand on your shoulder again but what have you become Rain? I don't know yet. I feel like I've been, for the past, uh, for the past years, just wandering, trying to find what I can do to make things right. But it's not going to bring her back. I think she just kind of like sighs and says, "I, I started on this journey with these." Uh, with these other two because I wanted to destroy the petals. I wanted to end them because they were why my mother died. But having seen two, three in person, uh, two of which 
her extremely dangerous. I... I feel it might be just better for everyone if they were to go away. So... I think that it might... I think that I'm still aiming to do that. I just don't... I want to do it not just for revenge anymore. Rain? I... Scratches her head. I don't know exactly what to tell you. That is... She points to her garden. Rain, people are a lot like flowers. No. Uh, Tilt's head questioningly, one unsure where this is going. (laughs) Well, think about it. With fertile soil, clean water, and a little bit of luck, they can grow to be strong and beautiful. But fertile soil and clean water... That's hardly easy to come by. Like, I mean, even in these times of peace, there's still so many salted fields and pollution-laden springs. The plants in them have bloomed sickly and broken, and there's a poison in this earth. Running through them, it's become core to their being. I've seen so much destruction, and I've seen so much of what the your environment can do to you but I resent that no one gets to choose their environment no one deserves to grow in salted earth and no one deserves what has happened to you Ray but With time, I think you can be able to grow into something strong. You will find your way. Thank you. And thank you for your time training me. Hopefully that helps me find my way, too. It's not going to be easy. She points to, like, the pack of things that you have. And she even then even shows you Formless Passage. Mm-hmm. Swords can fix so few problems. It's This is just a wedge set upon a lever designed to rend flesh. It's the person and what they do with it for what it is, not for what you wish it were. Yeah, I think she that um, I think Rain takes the sword that's, the one that she's had at her hip for a while out of Mm -hmm. uh, the one that she started wearing when she saw her her, uh, uncle recently, and she just kind of considers it more. What she, why she collects them, why she has such an interest in weapons, and even though she's seen what weapons can do. What is uh, Phoenix and Adeshko up to? We kind of took the spotlight a little bit, but what, what have they been... Um, like, Six, did you have an idea for a scene? I didn't, no. Okay. Okay. I know where we can go next if nobody has anything at the moment. Yeah, I didn't really have anything. Okay. You know what? I guess we do have a bit of a scene. Um, I do think in in the wake of the job, I think Nideshko wants to have another little sit down with, specifically with um, Phoenix. Okay. That works. Um, so what is what are are we like stopped for the night somewhere on the way to the train? Or like I mean, we could be 
we could be you know doing doing the march and just stepping off to the side or something i don't know what you what you um, would want there i'm uh envisioning that um i did have an idea for one more thing to happen in amigawa before you head off okay um and if you would like to do that first we can then get to uh, like there's going to be a long you know it's going to be a bit of a march but um you know, in the process, Kenji and uh, Shinobu have acquired horses for y'all to use. Okay. Um, I think Nadeshko has invited Phoenix out for tea to talk, and has has put it that way, right? It's not like the thing where it's like, let's go out for tea and then you ambush them. It's like, let's go have mm-hmm. a drink and talk about things. And I'm sure there was some very fun. Oh, I'm a monk. I don't. Dr-. And I was like, no, it's tea, you idiot. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're you're at a at a uh, you know midday tea shop. Mm-hmm. Um, a waitress sets down the teas before you and walks off. Uh, you're at a table together. And I drink, I drink a full cup and, and refill before saying anything. I say, I don't know why you're here, Phoenix. What do you mean by that? I, I'm being literal, though perhaps larger scale. I don't mean why you're at this restaurant with me. I am wondering what your motivation is to be on this journey. I am here for money. Rain is here because of some deranged crusade. You were originally here because it was that or be in jail. You could walk at this point. I'm certain. You don't seem to care very much about money. You're conscience seems pretty confused so I doubt this is a crusade for you why are you here and I'm not asking because it's entertaining to know I'm asking because we just got off of a job where if conversation had gotten a little more heated I might have tried to kill you and I would like to know that that's not going to happen again with some assurance Well, I think part of it is sheer momentum to some degree, but honestly, the reason why I'm still here traveling around like this, uh, going to these different places and seeing the weapons these people are wielding, just it makes me concerned about where things may go in the future. So I'm mostly here to like, I'm not here to destroy weapons the same way our friend is. I'm... I'm here because I'm here partially because I want to make sure that I can do some good in the world with my with my unnatural fighting skills, I guess. So good Samaritan or Patriot? I don't know if Patriot is the right word, honestly. Um, I don't really have any allegiance to a specific nation. I'm just doing what I think is right at any given time. Damn. Was that not the answer you're looking for? I wanted an answer that seemed honest, and that one did. Um, As far as being able to understand what you're going to do in any given moment saying i'm going with the flow does not reassure me no okay let me put it this way i want to make sure people don't get hurt and as funny as that may sound from a monk who just <laughs> yeah uh nadesco had just like like quickly sets down the tea and like like folds their hands in front of their mouth in a very troubled way <laughs> It's like flashback to like the two dudes that you pelted across an alleyway. (laughs) I guess I guess I'm thinking big picture here. And if I think there's going to be a problem, if I think 
there are people like actively murdering and hurting other people on a larger scale than than what we're used to and I can step in and stop it then I would like to do so sure but you're kind of stupid right <laughs> I have been called that many times I'm not using it as an insult here I'm saying like part of what your skill set is what you've been trained to do across your seemingly several professions in your life has not been training for seeing broader pictures of crime or political movement. And so would it not make sense then if you were trying to do the most good for the most people to rely upon the perspective of someone who has been trained and has the information to know what that would be? To follow what are orders, you suggesting? I'm suggesting that when we're given a job to do by a person who is, as best as I can tell, one of the leading figures on this island, we don't then question it because it turns out the person he sent us to says he's a meanie. I'd like to hear both sides of uh, the story before I jump into action. But you already jumped into action. This is why I... This is why I think there should be some basic training before you can become a mercenary, which, if you haven't come to terms with that, you are currently a mercenary. What you have done in this particular instance, the second of two jobs we have worked together, is you have signed a contract and then gotten to the job site and said, well, wait a minute. And I'm not saying that is never justified. There are times in the pursuit of your career as a mercenary, if it becomes a career for you, that you will have to make decisions and decide that a contract is wrong or unfair or is trying to screw you. But that needs to be a last case, like a, a, a last resort, essentially. You need to not sign up until you're signed up. I get what you're saying, and that is something I need to think about in the future. But uh, I do think I'm learning with the best looking over at you and just implying that uh, the group that I'm with is pretty good. And it's like, I don't know, I, I'm getting a broader perspective by being here. I were traveling to different islands, different parts of the country, different countries in certain respects. And uh, I don't know, I, I figure the more I do that, the better I'll understand the world around me. Okay. All right. Well... This was actually somewhat reassuring. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for the tea. Oh, I'm paying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a monk, so I don't really carry much money. <laughs> yeah, I suppose there's that. Uh, I think that's all I've got for the scene. So, uh, as you, as the three of you are, uh, preparing, uh, for your little, uh, journey, um, a familiar face pops up. So, right now, it's, um, right now you're just kind of, I guess, how do I put this, sorry, let me set the scene a little better. The three of you and Lady Shinobu are in town kind of gathering supplies and you hear uh calling uh you hear someone calling for the three of you actually it's uh kamui from mushipetsu it's like uh he um is wearing his usual brown cap and his uh, you know unusually well-polished shoes as he runs over it's like I didn't think I'd run to you three again. You seem to get around. Part of the job. And you see, like, in his hands is, like, a 
uh, particularly expensive uh, foreign-looking liquor. It's like, yeah, some business guy wanted some... I had to deliver a message to someone here. Can't really drink this, but, you know, it bothers the bugs. How have you three been? (laughs) The phrase makes Nadeshko shudder a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, we've had our drama, but, you know, work's been good, I suppose. He, um, he, uh, looks around, and then he notices that he has completely ignored the Lady Shinobu (laughs) by accident. It's like, oh, oh, the Lady Shinobu. Sorry, I didn't see It's fine. Okay. She doesn't really like talking to people anyway, so, you know. She snorts. (laughs) Uh, Kamui uh, straightens himself up. <laughs> oh, uh... <clears throat> Rain. Uh, she was kind of, um... Kind of staying out of the conversation, just kind of, like, letting other people take the lead, but... Oh, yes? Looking around, I guess, the Rising Phoenix. Yeah, so, um... He uh, draws something from his like. Yes, he, he had that. He has a big package strapped to his back, and he unlatches it. And he's like, "Hayate wanted to, to give this to you." Oh, instantly lights up. Oh, oh, uh, he did find something. Yeah, he finished it. Uh, you take it out of the package, and what is what is the adorning detail? What is like the tacky adorning detail on the head of this walking stick? Um. If I want to go like something really cliche, it would probably be the head, like a a dragon head. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> uh, I'm wondering if it would be something, but I wonder if there's something bug related I could uh, that might make sense too. I mean, a dragon <laughs> is just cool. But what about a dragon go fly? It's gonna be something something bug related specifically to piss off Nadesco. <laughs> Uh, oh, you know, a dragonfly. Okay. Because it's a bug and it's a dragon, you know. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, a dragonfly is adored at the top of this walking staff. Uh, I'm going to give myself an IK for saying that five seconds before June said it as though it was her own idea. Um, yeah, it took him a little while, but it's, it's, it's done. The, uh, item in question for the group and for the listener, uh, June, why don't you explain a little bit of what this thing is? Because we had talked about this weapon. Um, well, looking at it, it is a iron walking staff. Uh, very durable. I can... Uh, use it in melee combat. Um, however, it has a little latch on it, and when I pull the latch, a uh, single round is fired from the top, and it only can be loaded once, uh, like one with one round. So it's kind of a trick weapon with, like, for a surprise attack. Let's go eyes it. Oh, so you're planning on getting beat to shit again on our next job. Well, hopefully this will keep me from being beat to shit. A walking stick will? I mean, kind of knocks it against, like, some uh, wood or metal or something nearby. You have swords. Uh, yeah, but this is something I'll have on hand, hopefully, more often. And is going to like, just kind of plant it in the ground and start, like, I guess we're not walking yet, we're, uh, but mm-hmm. just, as like, showing that she's using, going to be using it just in day-to-day, while, uh, without, uh, so, so I don't need to draw my sword for every occasion. 
But all right, you have like you have the audience of Kamui, you know, who is a known informant. Do you have any questions for him? Uh, any update on the Skullboy? Oh, are you talking about the Onryo Bearer? Am I talking about the Onryo Bearer? <laughs> are you talking about the guy with the wraith on his back? Yes. Or... Yes. yes. It's like, ah, uh, yeah. I did hear some things. Hmm. Uh, he he thinks about it for a second. It's like, well, last he was seen, he was making a stink in Jinho, but has since moved on from there. Heard something about him possibly going to this, like going south from there, but he uh, was raising quite a stink. How old is this information? I can give you... I don't know if anyone else is asking about him, but I can give you a more recent update if that's old. Uh, you... You can give an update, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's given enough stuff for free. I guess Nadeshka would give this one for free. Uh, mm -hmm. He was in Mushibetsu at the same time as us. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That guy likes to get around, huh? I guess so. I wish he'd visited after I got a job involving him, but alas. Alas. Well, if you hear anything more, uh, and I think Rain is going to pay him a bit for uh, the for the information he did have, even if mm -hmm. it was a little out of date. Seemingly. Um, well, I always appreciate your patronage. Uh, also, for bringing... I did. Oh, sorry. I was, I was going to... Also, for bringing the staff in gives a little bit extra. <laughs> um, you know... Go ahead. As a player, I think it's time for me to... To start doing something with a thing, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like a, a plot thread. Um, I think after a moment's consideration, Nadeshko is going to draw basically the like the signature of the um, Kugutsu maker who made her. Mm -hmm. um, which I I just I think this is fun. So I think any Kugutsu can draw the signature of their maker like completely perfectly. It's just sort of literally engraved in them physically. <laughs> so I like that. Um, I think that's a great detail. Draws it on a piece of paper and slides it over and says, I've been interested in this mark if it's come up in your travels. He uh, takes a look at it. Rotates it. Um, and uh, looks around, like, looks at it. It's like, hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. He, he doesn't seem to know exactly what to make of it. It's like, hmm. You know, I have a buddy in dough. That I think I can have someone have him look into this. His name's uh, his name's um, Matsuoka. He's a good buddy of mine. Dial M for Matsuoka. He hands you the business card for his private agent for his private eye agency. Uh, yeah, thankfully, tuck it away and say, mm -hmm. if I assume more information will be helpful. So, if I were him. I would look along the angle of tattoos of women who cause problems. <laughs> I suppose there might be some men, but it's it's going to be almost all women. And I will, I'll pay him at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, absolutely. Um, he... Um, and gladly takes it and it's like alright as soon as I get something go talk like next time you're in Doe go talk to him I'll get in touch with him tonight 
will do. And I I know as a as an information broker, there's a, a careful balance of what you keep to yourself, what you don't. You can spread this as far as you want. His eyes, you know, taking it back a little bit like this. Um, all right. I'll see what I can find. Thank you. Of course. Well, I think I'm going to be off. I have to. And he uh, waves the symbol around a little. It's like, I have a phone call I need to make. Of course. Oh, you're going to have to describe that over the phone. I'm sorry. (laughs) I have the time. Well, thank you as always for your for your help for your the work you do, and uh, you know, be safe out there. Of course, he looks at the uh, clock tower. Like, oh shit, I'm late. Um, and you see him like the way I imagine he shuffles his face around is that like he just like waves his hands in front of his face, basically, mm-hmm. and he takes on a completely like different looking face, and he it rushes off. Um, cursing to himself that he has been distracted from his job. (laughs) As Kamui makes his way through the crowd, the group makes their way towards the stables. Mounting their horses, they begin their journey towards the train station, not knowing the troubles that soon lie ahead. (laughs) 